Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we continue to take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hola. And our resident Jester Jolie. Sup. Well, we definitely, you know, us here at Queen's Takeover, we love our indie wrestlers. We love the indie wrestling scene. And there is a big, uh, there's an event coming up in my backyard of Humble. And one of the ladies involved in that event is actually going for a title herself. You've seen her on Mission, through Mission Pro. You've seen her through Texas. You've seen her on AEW Dark. Miss Top Tier herself, Jasmine Allure. Welcome to the show, girl. Hi, thank y'all for having me. I'm so excited to be here finally. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's like, um, it's like we've been dealing with like a lot of the indies uh promotions like since late last year and everything. And it's like you've been one of the ones I've been wanting to get on and everything. And now this is like the perfect time, especially you would be going for a title soon. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely. Oh, let's oh, nothing like the um, let's get this kicked off the right way. Jolie. All right. Well, welcome. And uh, a tradition we have here on the Queen's Takeover is asking every guest, uh, how did they actually get into wrestling as a fan? So, I mean, I always loved it growing up. Of course, I was one of those sisters that whatever my brother did, I would do. So he would watch wrestling a lot. And so I was like, oh, I want to watch it too. And so I fell in love with that at a really young age. I was probably like three or four. And then as I grew up, um, I wanted to do something that made me happy and I could also make money out of it. And wrestling just makes me so happy. And it's something that is an escape from like reality or whatever. So I think that is what made me fall in love with it even more. And that's how I got into it. I started at AEPW here in Austin and um, it, I've loved it ever since. And now I'm at the dog pound and it's just getting better and better. Well, you actually kind of answered my second question but what, what was the like exact like moment was it a specific wrestler that you followed that you were a fan of was it you know a specific moment in wrestling history that made you want to actually pursue it besides the fact that you know it is an escape from reality it is uh mm-hmm. happiness in in a few minutes you know like the matches could be 15 minutes they could be three minutes but it's still like you know you're out there and you're just happy doing what you love Uh, despite what's going on around you so is there a specific moment I think there's like a lot of moments uh I know growing up for sure Trish Stratus was my idol I loved her so watching her kick ass and whatnot and like her match with Mickey James which was one of my favorites even her match with her jazz and Victoria at Wrestlemania just her like I watched her so much growing up so like as a young girl I wanted to be a wrestler and then as I grew older I was like I kind of grew out of it it was like oh maybe it's just a stage and then I watched Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte at Wrestlemania and I was like okay these girls can fucking wrestle like they they can work this match is like more than like 10 minutes it was like 20 minutes or something like that and they were it was a badass match so that got me like more interested. And then I was going through a lot in my life. I was like 19. Yeah, I was going through a lot. I had like school and like, you know, breakup and whatnot. And so I just was like at the lowest. And my dad took me to a wrestling event in Mexico. And that was that was a moment where I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for a living. Because I, I, the environment, my family all together. And it just made me so happy at the lowest point of my life 
So the I think my show at CMLO, the, sh the show I went to, that show was really what made me become a wrestler because I went to that show and then the next week I started training. So it was that, but it's also like, you know, Trish and like the four horsewomen who really like all together made me want to become a wrestler. Yeah, uh, Becky was actually what got me back into uh, wrestling. She's awesome. I love her. Um, I have like so many t-shirts of hers. <laughs> have, have you gotten a chance to meet either Trish uh, or the Four Horsemen? Any of them? No, it's uh, I'm waiting for that moment. Those are like my dream matches. The Four Horsewomen, Trish. Those are like my dream matches. But I'm training with Jazz, and that's like super close to that. So I'm like cool and jazz was like yeah you should do the stratisfaction and so I started doing it for a little while um and I thought I was like living my best life because I was like jazz is like helping me with the stratisfaction you know because I'm so petite and like it's just perfect but I haven't done it in a while so I m might bring that back in a little bit no it's like you brought up WrestleMania 32 and that's always been like a favorite match of ours and we've all agreed at one one point or another that 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 actually should have made event at 32 but that's yeah. a discussion for another that's a discussion for another <laughs> time <laughs> all right so it's like you brought out the dot pound dojo and everything so mm -hmm. kayla first of all i want to say welcome to the show jasmine it's nice to have you. you um what is what has your experiences been like with uh mission pro dog pound and thunder rosa awesome um like I said like Thunder Rosa and Jazz are just badass women and so when I started this business um I was surrounded by a lot of guys and guys like you know this is how the business is but it's so different men and women so to be training with these badass women it's incredible like they and then Jazz who's been doing this for like such a long time and Thunder who's killing it on AEW it's so incredible. The environment's really great. Like Mission Pro is just by itself, it's a whole nother level because it's all these girls, but there's no ego, which is awesome to have backstage. And the environment's great and everything. It's just good things about Dog Pound and, and Mission. Like I can't say anything bad because really Thunder Rosa has helped me get my foot in the door so many times. Like she's She's helped me with my career so much. Like I owe her a lot. So definitely those two are incredible. Like if y'all want to train somewhere or whatever, Dog Pound is the place to go train. Nice. But I think I'll stay out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine too. That's fine too. <laughs> um, what was that moment when you found out that you were going to be on AEW? That was crazy. I found out like a couple days before. So I didn't really have much time to think about it because I know I found out probably like a Thursday or whatnot. And like dark is Tuesday, of course. So it was like, and I had like these shows, like I was booked that whole weekend. So I didn't have like time to like mentally prepare myself. And like backstage, I was like so nervous. And then I was going against Thunder Rosa. Like that calmed me down a little bit because it's like, okay, she's my coach. I know her and whatnot. But it was also like, like I wasn't even a year in this business. So it was like surreal to me. And like, even after I had to like pinch myself and I even was thinking, I was like, how is it possible to be this nervous? I have never been that nervous before. But it like, once I was out there, it just kind of like, it was, it felt good. It felt good. It felt natural. Um, I love working thunder it was also really cold like y'all don't understand how cold it was that night it was like raining but it was like 20 degrees it was so cold but yeah but it was it was nice uh 
it was just so crazy that like I don't even know so many emotions and then like a lot of stuff happening at once I didn't have time to like mentally prepare myself but once like my music hit I was ready <laughs> yeah it's like one thing we definitely got remind people and everything is like you're very young and you you've only been in the business like a couple of years right i'm not even um i debuted in january of 2020 so like oh. barely a year Ooh. barely barely a year yeah yeah and even then like because of covid i was mm-hmm. out for like five six months i didn't like work so it was like barely a year Oh, wow, man. It's like so many, it's like, you're just on the cusp of your career and everything and are like already making all these like moves, working with like like all these high level people and everything. So it's like, props to you, girl. That's what makes me top two. (laughs) Oh yeah. We'll get to that top two in a second. (laughs) Oh man. Jolly. Um, (laughs) What is, uh, even though you've only been here for about a year within the business, um, what has been one of the craziest matches you've been in and what's one of the craziest matches you want to be in? The craziest match I've been in. So I had a bull rope match with Vert Vixen. So it's basically we're tied, like our hands are tied the whole match and we have to touch four corners. I don't know if you you guys heard of that kind of match. I believe, um, didn't Eddie and JBL have a similar match? Yes, yes, exactly like that. Yeah, and uh, JBL and Batista did it too. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, very familiar with it. It was crazy because we were only, like, both of us, we were only, like, a couple months in, and they're like, well, you guys have a bull rope match. And we're like, okay, I get it. And, like, it was, um, it got bloody. It got bloody. So, yeah, and it was, like, it was crazy. Like, we were like, oh, it's we're just going to go in. Hopefully no blood, but no, it got kind of bloody. I can't even wear that gear anymore because the blood got on it. Mm. But yeah, so um, that was my craziest match um, so far. And I would love to be, because I was a big fan also of the Hardy Boys. So a ladder match, like I have to have a ladder match in my career <laughs> once, you know, like a TLC match or something like that. But definitely a ladder match where the like belt is hanging. I have to have it. Like I definitely want to have that match. <laughs> oh, hardcore heart. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Um. Well, obviously you kind of already answered this next question. Um. Because you said Trish Stratus and Four Horsewomen will be your dream opponent. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have another dream opponent? And who would your dream tag team partner be? Oh, that's, that's, the tag team partner is hard because um, I've I've always wanted. I feel like me and like Sasha Banks would be a great tag team just because of our like we're the same size, so your like style is similar, and she would also be a great rivalry. So that's a that would be a dream tag team. But you know, I'd love to have like an intergender tag team with me and Shawn Michaels. That would be amazing. Ooh. And then, um, so I kind of like mentioned like WWE, like dream opponent. I want to wrestle Sheeta again. I know ah. I like had a tag match with her, but like in, even in that tag match, the way she's so good in the ring, mm-hmm. like everything, like it's on point with her. And she's just so talented. Like, she's a champion for a reason. Like, she's, like, one of the talented people I've ever met. So I would want to have a one-on-one with her. And, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I swear, that match with her and Ty Conti, that could have gone 
either way that match was absolutely nuts but it's like man that girl is like hanging on to that belt for dear life I thought Ty was gonna win because Ty is super great too I thought it was for sure Ty but Sheeta yeah no they're both super talented that was and it's one of the most viewed matches or like it was like the peak of like the most viewed segment in AW so it was amazing oh man no it definitely was okay so you're very young in your career but in no matter where what promotion or where you go and everything there's always that rivalry that'll never go away the first event that we sponsored was in December for Mission Pro Run It Back Mm -hmm. and right leading up to the event and everything one of the matches I was actually looking forward to the most was the one between you and Maddie Rinkowski because you two were going back and forth each other on social media like crazy. And it's like, I know that you had your, you had your issues there and you actually had a match against each other um, on dark and everything. So it's like, uh, so talk about like the rivalry with her. It, it, it kind of like, it kind of like pinpoints a little bit to like stuff we see with like Sasha and Bailey and everything like that. So just kind of talk about like the rivalry with her and the back and forth with her and everything. Yeah, well, that started, like, way before December. It, like, was right when COVID hit, probably March Ooh. of 2020. It started because um, some Nastico, um, this one manager here in Texas, he, like, started a promo tournament, right, where mm-hmm. people, like, promos. And so it was, like, quarterfinals or semifinals, I don't remember, um, me versus her. And it was, like, the most viewed and most, like, voted um promo like matchup because like we both like went really hard on each other and we didn't know each other at this point like we didn't know each other like I was like barely like getting to know her and but we just cut promos on each other and like it got a lot of likes and a lot of people were like yeah we need to book this like after COVID so after COVID yeah there's like a couple companies that like I mean we wrestled at SWTV we wrestled at Mission like aw um yeah so that started there i won that one by the way and then she got kind of <laughs> she got like a little petty right so she started going on social media because that's what she does apparently she um she doesn't have time in her life so she goes on twitter and likes to talk shit about me but it's okay you know i'm over here working hard getting the job done but it's fine you know we'll leave that conversation for another day because that is gonna fire me up right now and I don't want that to happen. So yeah, so it's been going on for a while. Who knows when it's going to stop? It's probably going to be us two fighting forever. Or, you know, who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, we had her on a few weeks ago and everything. So it's just like, yeah, I I definitely know what you're talking about as far as like how she presents herself and everything. So, but it's like, it's like, but you two have been put you two put on like a fantastic match and everything and it's like with the way you go back and forth it's like yeah this this isn't going away away anytime soon (laughs) yeah okay so what's gonna happen next exactly exactly yeah okay so um everyone has their own persona and everything so how all right so how did top tier come to be so as like i've said before i was like i kind of was put in situations really early in my career like less than a year, I was facing top names like Jazz, you know, Thunder Rosa, these AW girls, um, even like Jordan Grace, 
Mm-hmm. So being put in that position and like showing everyone that I can hang with them, you know what I mean? Like I can put on a good match with these top names. So I'm top tier. And then these people have been like, oh, you're heel, you're heel. And like, you got to be cocky. Well, then I'm top tier, you know, like it's really, it's it just can't be like that because, you know, I'm wrestling these top names and I'm proving I'm good enough. So I'm top tier. Amen. Amen to that and everything. Okay. So May 22nd, Humble, Texas, Renegade Wrestling Revolution, Rise of the Vixens 2. You have a title match against Hollywood Haley J for the OVW women's title. Um, Have you wrestled her before? No, I have not. And I've heard she said a couple things about that show. Um, She seems really high on herself and thinks she's going to win in my state, but that's okay. It's okay. You know, it's like, it's fine. I'll, I'll give her some top tier tips about how to, you know, be here in Texas. Who knows? Um, uh, she seems pretty good. Uh, I've seen some of her matches. She is a champion for a reason. And I saw mm-hmm. her like kill it in Tampa. So I'm excited for that. She's a little like, you know, this bougie girl. So it's going to be exciting and fun to like kick her ass. <laughs> yeah definitely and it's like yeah it's definitely yeah definitely got to show her like uh texans texans mean business it's like you want to come here and talk trash in our state i'll be doing that next year <laughs> <laughs> oh wow shots fired oh, no oh, no, no. The, these girls no i'm a uh diehard uh philadelphia eagles fan uh, okay, i am okay, okay, I, okay. I am anti-dallas in every way possible um, I'm showing up in Eagles gear just because, just because, um, no, nah, I have, um, I, I just, I'd like certain parts of Texas, not all parts of Texas. So, uh, okay. Houston's fine. San Antonio's fine. Actually, pretty much all the major cities are fine except for Dallas. Okay. I'm in Austin right now. So. All right. You're cool. You're cool. I like Austin. Austin's cool. Okay, cool. We're friends now. We're like best friends now. Cause oh yeah. She thinks I'm well, cool. Well, no, it was funny. You were talking about your dream tag team partner and I was going to the four horsewomen in my head and, you know, looking at your profile picture, looking at some of your stuff, it's like, oh my God, you would be perfectly suited to be either a rival or tag partner for Sasha. And then you just said it. I was like, that is freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. One day will happen. One day. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like you never know what, comes around the corner and everything it's like and it's like yeah it's like you and Sasha are de- would definitely like match up perfectly whether it's rival or tag team and, and everything oh man all right so before we let you go and everything so just um kind of like uh, tell us where we can find you I know you have a you have a website and everything for your mm-hmm. for your merch and everything so tell us about your social media your websites where can we find you um so everywhere you can find me at Jasmine Allure it's pretty easy you know, if you find me on Instagram, you'll be able to find my Twitter and my Facebook and everything. They're all the same. Um, I also have merch on bigcartel.com slash Jasmine Allure. And on um, Pro Wrestling Tees, I have my Jasmine Allure store. So you can get my merch there. But if you find my Instagram or Twitter, I retweet and share my merch so much. So you'll be able to find it there. So everywhere at Jasmine Allure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, best of luck on the 22nd and it's in my backyard. So it, um, an emergency would 
probably keep me away from going. So I'll probably be there to watch that match as well. Cause it's like right down the road for me. Awesome. Awesome. That's yeah. Great. But, but thank you so much for joining us today and definitely best of luck on everything. Thank y'all so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So we were mentioning earlier about Renegade Wrestling Revolution on May 22nd with Rise of the Vixens 2. We happen to have the man behind all of it with us right now. Owner Scott Bruce. What's up, sir? What's up? I've only yeah. done very few of these. So, you know, everyone's asking, you sure you're going to do this one? You're not going to get Jacob. I'm like, uh, let me see. And I'm like, you know what? Hang on. They sponsored. I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's one thing we haven't announced yet is that we're actually one of the we are actually one of the sponsors uh, for Rise of the Vixens too. So we're definitely excited to get behind that, especially again since it's in my backyard of Humble and everything. All right, so Scott, we do got to take care of a little bit of business before we get into the promotion and everything because we do have a little bit of a tradition here on the show. So you yourself, how did you get into wrestling as a fan? Uh, my godfather was a wrestler. Oh, okay. And then I got intrigued, got into it. Oh, who, who was your godfather? Uh, he was in Mexico. Okay. Yeah, well, that's where he came from. So that's how I got involved in it. And then coming up around it, you know, and other things like that. And then uh, being the little bad kid, you know, uh, would be around my grandmother a lot. And, you know, punishment used to be you have to go spend time with her and she'd, you know, make you watch TV and one day I happened to do something really bad and I got sat in front of the TV and I was about three years old and it had to be, I think, Saturday night main event. And I saw Hulk Hogan, Andre, Bret Hart, saw all these guys and I was just intrigued by it and then started doing it again just to figure it out what day she'd be watching wrestling. And then I started seeing AAA and then I knew some of the masks that were on there already from being in Mexico and going to shows and stuff in Monterey. And so I kind of got, I was more intrigued by the idea of what wrestling was. And, I, you know, I loved it coming up. So, yeah. I love it. I love that. I love that. You got in trouble intentionally just so you can be able to watch wrestling on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. And I swear, yeah. Jolie, it seems like it seems like all the fans we get on, people we get on here uh, recently have been like our old school fans like you. Hey, I'm all for it. I mean, that's how... I remember watching, I don't know what show it was, but like, like Scott, I, that's all I remember is Hulk Hogan, Andre, Brett, Ric Flair, you know, and like my mom didn't discriminate. She would watch WCW and uh, WWF at the time. So like, she loved all of it. She hated I, Flair though. She hated I Flair. remember when it was Crockett Promotions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I was a worker too. I came up around um, High Roller Hayes, now Noah Hendrickson. Uh, with the forsaken and i'm with him too in that in that stable um i came up with him a lot of it and i can remember being around dr death steve williams the road warriors you know they're older older ages you know but i uh me and him always talk about old stories going about you know pranking each other and you know dr death never acknowledging me as a fully finished always calling me a rook so i mean um you know you ride around in a van with a guy for many hours you get to know you get to know them very well uh, dr death was one of the nicest guys i'd ever met you know so it was always a lot of fun that's cool that's definitely cool all right boss lady get in here <laughs> how did uh renegade wrestling revolution start complete utter fucking accident <laughs> <laughs> well i heard this yesterday go ahead man this is hang on am i muted or who's muted on this thing oh i was i was go ahead you're, you're oh. good 
You're good. Okay. Um, pretty much what happened was we at first were a podcast, Renegade Wrestling Radio, and we were helping another promotion out. And pretty much the show did the guy didn't have the money to pay, so we took over the show. And I was gonna help bring in EC3 for that show. And well, everything went downhill. I left, and everyone started leaving. And then, well, you know, they're gonna bring EC3 for EC3 for an autograph signing. That fell through. So I got called back and go, hey man, EC3 still gonna come in and talk to me. He's down, cool. So we literally we had EC3. We had no venue. We had no company name. We had no ring. We had nothing. So at the last second, it was just trying to figure things out. So then we go and we like, okay, we got a lot of friends in the business. Let's get all of our friends involved. We got our friends involved. Okay, cool. The whole time, it's a one-time deal. The name was brought up. The name came up with using the same initials from the podcast. Um, and we just put revolution at the end. And uh, we still really had no venue. Didn't know what the hell we were going to do. We had rented a ring. We had that. We were good, but no venue. So finally, we just come, you know what, we know a place. So we go to the north side of Houston, to the hood. And we literally rent a building, and it is in the hood. And you hear gunshots. You see prostitutes. And here are guys wearing their tights out back, going over their matches with prostitutes walking up and down and a bunch of white people terrified. Hey, man, am I going to get my car stolen? Uh, You might enter your own risk. And that was the birth of uh, Renegade Wrestling Revolution. And then... We were, we were always at the one-time show, one-time show, no more. My partner, Tiny, may he rest in peace, kept saying, let's just do one more. Okay, we'll do one more. And then again, one more. Hey, we need a champion. Bro, this is it. No more. No, no, no. Let's do one more. We'll do a champion. And then there we go. And now, six years later, here we are. And uh, Rise of the Vixens was uh, always what I wanted. I was heavy pushing for the women's division. And... It wasn't, it was always maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. But finally, we got a strong division when we brought Miranda Alizé in and Christy Janes. They were the ones that birthed the division originally. So it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it's a crazy little story how it started. But uh, six years later, I mean, we're still here and uh, I love it, you know? It definitely is a crazy story, but you know, hey, a lot of people can't say that they started out this way. So that's definitely cool to hear that so <laughs> yeah in the beginning i wanted to eat it after every show no more i don't want to do shit anymore. Leave it alone. get rid of it i'm done <laughs> and then it's just like you know me and my other partner jimmy nova it's like bro you're gonna put the money up for this event we're gonna have to tiny wants it he already booked the venue son of a bitch so there we go doing another one and then it just became this you know crazy thing and you know we're still here you know and a lot of it too is thanks to um booker t booker's been a big support for me helping me out a lot you know and kevin bernhardt and uh you know hurricane pro with curtis stratton um uh bob murphy as well uh thunder rosa and and her husband have been the biggest Mm -hmm. you know up there with booker they've been always got my back you know something's up you know they're right there to help me out you know um that's that's family just like booker you know always taking care of you know always looking out making sure i'm good you know uh mm. so yeah, i'm i'm truly blessed oh that's like oh that's like te- that's like oh that's like a statement in texas like we take care of our own and everything so it's like i absolutely love that and it's like it, it and it's like 
I know, I wonder, I know that people are probably like wondering whenever they listen to the show and everything, we always end up like asking the same questions to like wrestlers or promotions and everything. But it's just, the thing is like, every story is different. Every situation's yeah. different and everything. Everyone has their own beginning and their own story behind it and everything. So that's what like makes moments like this and everything. So just, uh, yeah, when I heard the story le- yesterday, I was like laughing my ass off, but it was like truly unique story and everything. So I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the most unique promotion stories ever people have told me. And it, the sad thing is that it's all true. I mean, you literally have Jimmy Nova, who's a wrestler, James Moore, or Tiny, who knew the business you know, very well, me, who I was wrestling and I had tried promotions before and they failed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have Jaime Martinez, who now is with local wrestling, you know, um, a pothead. So you literally have the weirdest combination of everything together. And <clears throat> we made this company work and uh, <clears throat> we all just had our own little flavors to throw in there, you know. And yeah. so it was just, it was crazy. I, I enjoy it though. I enjoy it every time. I don't like the stress of having to promote a show, but I enjoy being there and seeing it come together. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> All right, Justin. All right. So you said you were a wrestler and you also run this promotion. So this question's twofold. What is the craziest match you've ever had? And what's the craziest match you've ever produced? Craziest match I ever had was with, uh, XWO <clears throat> alongside when uh, I was part of a group called Team Sex with Noah Hendricks. And uh, I wasn't a full member at the time. And um, I was ribbed the same night. They wound up taking my gear and hiding it. And Hayes handed me a pink, a, a pair of hot pink, hot, hot neon pink trunks <coughs> with purple and um, yellow uh, writing on them. They were the lettering was in yellow with purple trim and it said sex machine on it. And on the front, it said, it said full package and tasseled boots and uh, tasseled uh, wristlets. And I'm in a hardcore match. It's my first night getting slammed on thumbtacks. Um, they, the dude slammed me so hard. I peed on myself. Ooh. Um, that is the crazy. And then the whole time the dude has me in the abdominal stretch at one point moves me towards the curtain, the entranceway, and there I see my, my trainer with my gear in his hand laughing his ass off. Uh. Craziest match I've ever produced. Um, man, uh, anything involving Super Oprah. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> Just, you know, uh, I don't produce matches. Okay. I don't take I give freedom. I That's just say awesome. what... I, I so <clears throat> that's as far as I'll go into that. I give the freedom to do to do what they're going to do, but anything involving Super Oprah, that's and awesome. that that's the best way I can put that. Honestly, <laughs> cool. All right, all right. If you could have any wrestler make an appearance at an RWR event, who would it be? Uh, a male and a female wrestler. Male, man, that's a good one. Um, female wise, I would love to get um. Oh man, I was just thinking about her too. Uh, I hate when this happens when I can't think. Um, I mean, there's a few, honestly, like Britt Baker, Akaro Shida, um, Tay Conti, um, Anna Jay, who's still new but is so good. Um, you know, you got a lot of them. Um, B Priestley, uh, Kaylee Ray, uh, Indie Wise. Um, the Indie Wise, I'm still searching because the Indies, I'm not, I'm not done touching the Indies yet. I have a lot coming up, you know. 
uh, male wise, if I had to go and pick, um, honestly, I'd say Will Ospreay. <clears throat> That's a good one. <laughs> you know, uh, he's one of my favorite. He's one of the guys I enjoy watching work and uh, and Naito. Those two. That's cool. Yeah, right, man. Yeah. B and well, that's not that's not a bad combo right there. Didn't no. she? She just left. Didn't she just leave the promotion? Me, Priestley did leave the promotion. Yeah. Huh. B, if you're listening, no, worth <laughs> a shot. B, if you're listening, give this man a call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, speaking of not even finished touching the indies and everything. Okay, so you got. Okay, so Rise of the Vixens 2 is on May 22nd. This card is stacked. This card is like completely stacked. You've got three title matches on here. And one, one I, I, um, the, not last night, but the last event that Mission Pro had and everything, it's like Super Oprah, Super Oprah was supposed to be there, but uh, she couldn't make it and everything. So it's like I'm dying to see her work in person and everything. But kind of give us a kind of give us a little bit of a rundown about what we're going to be expecting with Rise of Vixens too. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, originally when we talked about, and this goes back to the first Rise of Vixens, how I say things are, it's a beautiful accident. Uh, first Rise of Vixens, we had said we're going to do five matches, and we did, I think, seven or eight. This one we were like we're gonna do five matches, and we had said we're gonna get we're gonna get Thunder Rosa. We know that. And then one of my friends is friends with Sunny Kiss. Let's get Sunny Kiss. Okay, let's get Sunny Kiss too. And mm-hmm. hey, I know, you know Nyla Rose. Let's get Nyla Rose, and then you get Nyla Rose. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's you know, hey, you know. Uh, we need to find the insidious one to match, you know? Hey, uh, good. Oh, well, let's do uh, Red Velvet. Oh, why the hell not? Let's do Red Velvet. Anyway. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, and c- yeah, because it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm seeing like a lot of names there who are big on the end of the scene. It's like, it's like Thunder Rosa, Queen Aminata, it's like Red Velvet, our, uh, Roxy, Sunny Kiss, and then like um, y'all's um, Vixen's champion, uh, Rachel Rose. She's defended against Amber Rodriguez. And then it's like PPW women's champion, uh, Maddie Rankowski. She's finally setting, settling her business with Bert Vixen. And then it's like, you got, oh my God. And it's like Layla Gray and Charisma. It's just like, this list is like absolutely stacked. And then you got the other title shot, uh, title chain uh, match. Jasmine Allure and Hollywood Haley J, OVW women's title. It's like, this is just insane. Man. Okay. I do have to ask you about this one match, though. Um, the one with uh, Super Oprah and Nyla Rose. How the hell did Joe Alonzo work his way onto this match? Joe Alonzo harassed and bothered, and bothered my GM, Jacob King, after I blocked Joe Alonzo on all social media and my phone. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, man, I, I don't, I don't like seventy-seven calls in one day. Seventy-seven. I, I have to take a shower at times. I, I have a life outside of wrestling, you know. Yikes! And it's like I know, like Nyla had some words to say to him last night because I saw her video and everything. So it's like, yeah, between Super Oprah and Nyla Rose, I think Joe Lonzo is gonna regret. We we Fucking are setting GM. up a we are setting up a GoFundMe for Joe Alonzo's funeral costs. 
Because Nyla Nyla's gonna break a bitch. That's all I'm gonna say. And I don't know what bitch it's gonna be. She's gonna break some bitch. <laughs> oh my god, I can't I can't wait. It's like that match is. I'll give it five minutes. I'll I'll be surprised if Joe lasts five minutes. You're being really kind. We're all giving him like six seconds. <laughs> if that. Uh, probably have to take a poll on like how long do, how, I'll probably have to do like a question poll and everything. How long will Joe Alonzo last in this triple threat match? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Kayla, go ahead. Um, you've already succeeded and accomplished a lot right now with RRW. Um, no, sorry, RWR. Um, but what no, can I you haven't. <laughs> Well, anyway, no, what? Well, what you have, but um, what can we expect to happen next? Uh, Ace Austin versus Chris Carter is going to happen in, on June 18th. Chris Carter put his hands on me, so he's going to learn real quick. You don't put your hands on me. So I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm pulling the ace up from my sleeve. Ooh. And that ace is named Ace Austin. Nice. But honestly, uh, I'm just scratching the surface. I, I, we have a lot of plans. We have a lot of things coming up. Um, I can't say the name who it is, but there is WWE talent coming to do RWR that was recently released. So there's 10 names you can pick from. Intriguing. Intriguing. Uh, so I guess we'll have to see what happens on that one and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, uh, aren't you going to be announcing it at Rise of the Vixens? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. So we'll definitely help you get the word after that announcement comes out. All right. So before we let you go, um, just tell everybody where we can find you, like social medias and where can we find more about uh, the promotion? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Scott Bruce, or you can follow us on uh, Facebook as well. Renegade Wrestling Revolution, uh, Renegade Wrestling Revo- uh, RWR Pro Wrestling Houston on Twitter and I think it's RWR Houston on Instagram, and I'm under the same thing on all platforms. I even have a, a TikTok now that I'm horribly addicted to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still can't get into TikTok, but that's Jolie's field. Yeah, no, I, I'm addicted to TikTok. I don't make them; I just like watching them. Yeah, that's me too. I watch them for hours upon hours. It's like great. I love it. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, Scott. Oh, no. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Um, best of luck with the promotion going forward and everything. And uh, May 22nd. I can't wait, man. All right. Thank you all very much. Thank you for having me. You mom. Definitely yeah. our pleasure. Oh, man. It's like usually we would cut it short with just a couple of interviews and everything. But there's a few topics that have come up recently that we definitely need to kind of put our two cents in on. So I got a little bit of uh, truth or bullshit for you ladies. All right. So after AEW went off the air the other day, um, Bully Ray, uh, he he tweeted this out. Another fun, well-paced AEW dynamite. I'm not saying this shit happened immediately, but if AEW put a show like tonight's up against WWE Raw, things would be interesting. Kayla, truth or bullshit? Honestly? I'm going to have to go with truth because um, other than I'm really excited to see what is next for T-Bar and Mace because, I mean, they've been on fire as a tag team. I'd really love to see them go as a tag team. Um, I absolutely love seeing 
Rhea Ripley on the Raw Women's Division um, as the champ. Um, but truthfully, I'm going to say I'm happy for Bobby Lashley, but I just think the WWE title in a way is kind of dry. It's just, I can't really go into detail, but I'm going to have to agree with them because Raw is missing something. Like, it's it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And when there for a while, yes, I do work second shift. Yes, I come home and watch it pre-recorded. But when I literally can turn something that means a lot to me, I can turn three hours into 25 minutes or less because I don't want to watch it and get caught up on social media. Something's missing. You're not getting my interest. Um, so I won't have to agree with them. I mean, Raw, you need to spice it up a little bit. It's just, so I can't describe what is missing. I mean, it has its good causes. It has its bad causes, but I think I might know where gesture's going, but honestly, I will say this, Raw is missing Becky Lynch. I'm going to go ahead and put that in there. But yes. <laughs> All right. Before I let her go, I got to get my, I got to get my couple cents in real quick. Oh, it's like, <laughs> okay. So AEW, yes, they've had some good fun packed out. They've, uh, ever since, yeah, they went, they're the only ones on Wednesday nights and everything. They, they pulled a million over the first couple of weeks. This last week went over 900, uh, was, uh, around 900,000 something because like the president's speech and, Bullshit. Fact that- bullshit. Uh, 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 bullshit. That's bullshit. So the people using that as an excuse? No. You had to bring up the presidential thing. You know I was going to go off on that regardless. You don't bring up anything presidential or political. That's it. I, admit, I only brought it up because it was like on the radio. That was higher. That's it. That's the only reason why I brought it up. Was because it was on the ratings higher than AEW. That was it. This last week it dipped to nine hundred. It, it dipped to nine hundred thousand. It's probably going to go back up because of blood and guts this next week. But comparing them two side by side, it's like. Go ahead, go ahead Jolly. I lost. No, my no, no. Part. Go ahead. So now it's actually happening. We do realize this, right? But they're not going against Raw. They're going against SmackDown at the end of the month. Yeah. AEW is going against SmackDown at yep, the end because, of the month. Because of uh, playoffs. The NBA stuff. playoffs. Yep. So that's the real test right there. And I will tell you this right fucking now. There is no goddamn way in hell AEW will top SmackDown. No way. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Bianca Belair's on Stephen A. Smith. What uh, AEW wrestler has been on any of those shows preach let's see oh roman reigns is beginning a lot more push cesaro has become more interesting you have Sami Zayn. the show on smackdown has been getting a lot better even the women's division has been getting a push now let's focus back onto raw yes has raw been slightly heart garbage yes but guess what there is a new person in charge of raw And his name is Jason Jordan. Now, Jason Jordan is a fucking badass. Let's look at how this last week was. The women got a lot more highlighted. We have Sonya Deville now playing both sides of the team. Smackdown or Raw, just like Adam Pearce. And boy, was Adam upset about that. And I do love the pairing of her and Charlotte Flair. And yes, 
there is some things lacking from WWE Raw. But again, you had old school versus new school. And if we're really going to talk about, you know, bullshit and all this stuff and people praising Taya Conti and how she's acting now, then why the fuck couldn't she do that in WWE? What makes this so different? She couldn't even get over an NXT and NXT is probably one of the most hungriest fan bases in all of sports entertainment, in all of wrestling, whether it's NXT UK or NXT over here in the States. She could not get over and they gave her freedom to make her own character. That's from what I have read. Whether that's true or not, I do not know. I'm glad she's succeeding over an AEW, but I don't think she deserved a title shot. No way. Where the fuck is Britt Baker's title shot? Where the fuck is Big Swole's title shot? Hell, where the fuck is Nyla Rose's next title shot? Because that is well-deserved too. And Chris Statlander, where the fuck is hers? Because technically she really deserves that rematch. So, yeah, there is that. But Bully Ray is completely wrong. Because I will tell you this right now. If they went against a three-hour Raw and a two-hour AEW, Vince would bring in everyone. You would have fucking NXT, NXT UK stars. You would have SmackDown stars. You would have legends. And he would probably get the rock and fucking self on that show. So, fine. You want to light that fire under Vince's ass? Find out what happens when you do. Because what happened to ECW? What happened to WCW? Didn't WCW fuck with uh, WWF and WWE? And Mm -hmm. they're now a part of the archives. Look at ICW. They were seen as competition over in England to NXT UK. Oh, yeah. Now they're a part of NXT UK. And shout out to Shaw Samuel. Love the dude. On NXT UK, strutting his stuff. And then, you know, you have Evolve that got integrated into WWE as well. And we've gotten some great wrestlers from Evolve. And now there's rumors that MLW is going to be working with the WWE. Mm-hmm. Heard that one. So, like, I have all the praise in the world for any company, every company. Let them do what they got to do. But I think Bully Ray needs to put down whatever weed he's smoking and realize that when you poke Vince McMahon enough, when you poke the McMahons enough, things will happen. I mean, look at what happened with the whole Mickey Jane bag experience. People got fucking fired. You know, and that probably wasn't her intentions, but they deserve to be fired. That was utter bullshit. And Vince did call her up personally. This is, these are her words. He called her up personally to apologize. And I remember every AEW fucking fanboy and smart out there. Oh, this is what they always do. Okay, yes. But, you know, it's a lot easier. And I'm not taking sides in this. It was a shitty way for her to get her stuff. Yes. But at least they got her stuff. You know, that you could see both sides of the coin. And sometimes you don't have a bag 
a gym bag that was theirs that they could throw everything in and all you have is a garbage bag. Do you know how many times I brought my shit home in a garbage bag from school? Because I couldn't fit anything else in my bags? Does it make it right? No. Was it made right? Yes. But she made a bad situation even worse. Now, we all know that Mickey James is a Hall of Fame caliber wrestler that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But now I think she got pushed down that list, unfortunately, because of this. This should have been done privately, not publicly. Yes, people are coming out. Uh, Jillian Hall said something about it. I know they did shit to scale Kim, but, you know, and it's not right. But again, at least they got their property back. Some people never do. Some companies just close up shop and you never get anything back. Unfortunately, that's how the business works but to say that you know oh they they'll beat vince hands down or gift competition what does vince mcmahon thrive on competition exactly and using the excuse that yes while it was higher in ratings i don't see the aew fan base the actual fan base tuning in to the presidential um, address on, thir- uh, was it Wednesday? Wednesday, I was at work. Because it didn't start until nine o'clock. So you're telling me people were waiting for that full first hour for this show to come on, for this speech to go on. They were on Fox News, CNN, OAN, Newsmax, um, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. They were all on those news channels waiting for this address. It's a cop-out. It's a fucking cop-out. And, by the way, blood and guts. Hey, nice way to steal war games, assholes. And um, to the uh, pinnacle, Uncle Dax, please, could you break Sammy Guevara's face in about, like, ten different places? And I will send you whatever you want. Um, I, I will send you gift cards to Starbucks, um, anything. Just just beat the ever-loving fuck out of that little shit because I really don't like him. I don't think he learned his lesson. I I don't think he should be allowed to work in pro wrestling at all because I I find him a slimy piece of shit. Um, So yeah, you know, please break his face and beat the ever hell out of the inner circle because I'm actually an MJF fan. I know, shocking. I actually like somebody from AEW, but I love his promos. (laughs) He He is one cocky son of a bitch and he honestly reminds me of a male Sasha Banks with his cockiness, with his bravado, with his style, with his, uh, the way he carries himself in promos. Mm-hmm. Like he honestly, you know, there, there's nobody else like Sasha Banks when it comes to everything that she has. She's the total uh, fucking package when it comes to, and this is coming from Becky fan. She's the total fucking package when it comes to promos, to in-ring skill, to doing stupid shit in cages. Um, so yeah, no, this is going to be very, very interesting. Um, but you know, I just love the fact that they said, oh, it's a free pay-per-view. Oh, you you mean kind of like what NXT did for takeover? Good job there guys. Good job. I mean, I, I, I honestly can't wait for the end of the month on May 28th when AEW has got to tuck tail against uh, w, uh, WWE SmackDown. 
because SmackDown ratings have only been getting better. I mean, Raw has consistently be 1.5 million and it 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 fluctuates per hour but they they maintain 1.5 million views at least so again things are going to be changing uh we saw a little bit of the changes this past week um especially with t-bar and okay guys change the names can you call yourself d-jack and you can keep Mace, but I can't call you T-Bar, dude. Call yourself D-Jack, because that's actually a lot more cooler. In my opinion. <laughs> T-Bar, think, I think, is something like, you know, construction. And uh, at least it's better than Slapjack, which was actually a masturbation joke, apparently. Poor guy. Um, but yeah, no. Bully Ray just... And I'm sorry for breaking your response earlier, but the, the fact that they're using a speech that didn't start till close to nine o'clock caused their numbers to dip the whole time is complete and utter bullshit. AEW puts on this. What's the one thing they constantly said? Oh, we're going to put on different matches. We're going to be different. We're going to do this. We're going to do that, 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 that. It's constantly the same matches. When is Hangman Page going to get his bout with Omega? I'm not sure about that because he just lost to Brian Cage on Wednesday. So I, I know, but they never really finished their feud. True. Like that's the one thing. Like I, I don't even care if it's for the title. I want to see that match, and that's somebody who doesn't watch AEW. But I like Hangman. Hangman's a cool dude. You know. When is Sunny Kiss going to get another shot at the TNT? title because well hell where is sunny kiss uh, mainly on dark yeah that's not right because he's a hell of a lot more talented than some of the people they put on the main show mm-hmm. and the women constantly being on dark and i know we're going to get this but you know what uh again despite the fact that wwe has kind of cut back on their women's division they still put on a lot better matches than AEW and they at least fucking highlight their women's matches. I mean, hell, NXT had that fucking war between the Mercedes Martinez and Dakota Kai. That was a fucking war. And, uh, and we were right. It was Saray. We didn't say her name wrong. Okay, cool. Um, Her match with Zoe Stark was fucking fantastic. Um... But yeah, no. Complete and utter bullshit. And I know what bullshit smells like. I live in the country. And again, I'm sorry, Kat, for interrupting you. That's okay. We know our gesture is very, very passionate. And even though I was just bringing up the little something I saw on Twitter, not saying that anybody was using it as an excuse. I just saw that it kind of like, it was like a little bit of a factor, mainly ratings wise and everything, but it's done. It's done. The smarts were bringing it up. I actually saw that on multiple threads and I was dying laughing, thinking that they're (laughs) actually blaming this for dipping under a million when the speech didn't start until nine o'clock. Yeah, I was like halfway through it and shit. So it's just like, whatever. Anyways, uh, like I said, I mean, Wednesday, I know it's more than likely going to go back over a million with blood and guts. After that, who knows? All right, new, new topic, new topic, new topic. 
<laughs> okay. So Friday night, uh, we had Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. If Daniel were to lose, he would be banned from SmackDown completely. Uh, by the way, Roman approve of the new theme. It's about damn time. We've been hearing about it forever. But um, unfortunately, Daniel did lose the match, so he is barred from uh, SmackDown um, going forward. So, um, Jolie, I'm going to give you a minute to breathe and everything. Kayla, what's next for Daniel? Um, as far as Daniel Bryan goes, um, it has been noted that he has been moved to the alumni section on WWE.com. Um, I can honestly, truthfully, maybe see Daniel Bryan becoming a part of the Legends category. Um, you know, hey, we need you for this. We need you for that. Um, possibly of him showing up on Raw. Uh, I don't know. Could be a possibility. Um, kind of wouldn't mind seeing him maybe go down at NXT just a little bit. You know, new, you know, new faces, you know, get something started down there. But um, now that they moved him down to the alumni, um, I think this is time where Daniel wants to be home with Bree. He's got two kids at home, Birdie, Joe, and Buddy. Um, so, like I said, he might be part of the Legends contract come back when he's when they need Legends nights. Um, but most definitely, if he decides to go home and be the dad that he deserves to be and wants to be, and be there for Bree, um, I definitely do have to say the yes movement is going to remain strong. And this is not the last of Daniel Bryan. I think he's going to find a way to come back somehow. Um, even if, even if this is a part where he might start training people or, you know, get newcomers, you know, new beginnings, bring them up. I mean, there's a lot of talent out there that, you know, could use somebody like Daniel Bryan to train them, you know, get them pumped um who is what's his name he i don't know what he's going by now but um he used to be tenzai in the um when he wrestled is his name matt bloom now i think yeah, yeah matt bloom okay like be somebody like him somebody that you know works with the performance center you know get the new talent going so um regardless he may not be on smackdown roman you're still a bully head of the table somebody please dethrone him i don't care who you are um at this point it could be pat mcafee somebody dethrone the head of the table i don't care but um i see the look on the just i'm just saying the head of the table just needs to come down from the head of the table i don't care who dethroned him but you said pat mcafee what the fuck is wrong with you okay fine michael cole go to fit <laughs> Fuck that either, dude. No. If I have to sing Michael Cole to sing it again, oh, I'm gonna puke. If I was in gay before, that would have made me hella gay. <laughs> Wait, Jesus fucking Christ. That was the, the and being a part of the LGBT community, that was an insult to LGBT people everywhere because that was fucking awful. Like he should have <laughs> consulted a queer eye for that one. My god, Jesus. But anyway, I'm making a point. But anyway, um, yeah, this is definitely not the end of um, Daniel Bryan, regardless of what his career is. But I think he's going to be more of a family guy. So, Daniel, whatever your next step is, um, I wish you the best. And I need to go to the shop and buy a shirt of yours before I lose it all because I never got one. So, um, but thank you, Daniel. 
Well, I definitely don't think it is the end of him either. Um, I remember they removed Sonya to the alumni section after she lost her loser leaves WWE match with Mandy and everything. Um, Excuse me. Um, I know that he's had interest in like wrestling with other companies when his contract does expire. I think that's part of the reason why uh, there all the rumors with WWE and MLW uh, have come about. I think he's probably going to stay at home for it a little bit and everything, but we do, I do see him coming back to possibly NXT. That's really the only thing that would kind of make sense and everything. It's like, I can see him and Kyle O'Reilly pairing up. And then also, this was very interesting. After the match was over, um, Johnny Gargano uh, tweeted out an old picture of him and Daniel Bryan and said it's been a while or something like that. So I can definitely see Daniel Bryan only working to a lot, lot of scenarios in NXT. So if you were to come back and wrestle anymore, whether it be part-time, full-time or anything like that, I definitely see NXT. Jolie? Honestly, I think if there was any wrestlers to walk through the forbidden door that, you know, Tony dumbass uh, coined, um, which <laughs> which actually came from comic book nerds uh, that like DC, Marvel, um, Star Trek and Star Wars. So, you know, you didn't use it first, dumbass. But I, I digress. Um, I think he does want to wrestle some people over in AEW. I think he does want to wrestle some people in New Japan. Um, I could see them giving Daniel, since he does have such a, a following and leeway to do what he wants to do. Um, I kind of hope that he actually does go to NXT, whether as a trainer or as um, even to wrestle for a little bit. Um, I would love to see him versus Gargano. Um, that'd be an awesome match. Uh, him and Kyle O'Reilly and then even him um, get his rematch against uh, Adam Cole. Or was it Champa? No, no, Adam Cole. Champa's faced the miss. So I would yeah. love to see the rematch between him and Adam Cole because that match is fan fucking tastic. I think that was one of my favorite matches uh, during that whole, um, you know, everybody called it a hostage situation when it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was probably one of the best things that came out of that. Like, you know, we got to see some banger matches, you know, cross um, promotions and it really brought you know, a fire back, I think, in Daniel when he got to face Adam Cole in that in that aspect. So whatever uh, Daniel does, um, he's just going to enjoy the rest of his life and rest, you know, a Legends contract where he can be like Rick and do whatever he wants to do, do different promotions, because Rick does have that opportunity. He does do stuff with AEW. He does do stuff with other uh, venues or like cons that aren't WWE specific, you know, so... I have a feeling that, you know, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants and be okay because, you know, he, he honestly deserves um, the break. Uh, he has put everything on the line coming back. And um, honestly, I love the ending of SmackDown when he got concertoed and Cesaro was right there because that definitely is the person that's going to take the title from Roman Reigns. And on a side note, where the fuck is Jimmy? Yeah, I know. It's like he's supposed to be back by now. Mm-hmm. Look, either put Jimmy back on SmackDown. Or send him to Raw with Naomi. Or have him start his own singles career on Raw and have him face Sheamus for the U.S. title. Because they put on slapper of a matches when there was the bar versus the Usos. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind to see some one-on-one with that. Oh, yeah, that definitely be fun. 
All right. This has been a long episode already, but we can't get out of this one with um, without hitting this last topic. Okay, so Mickey James brought up in a podcast recently that she actually pitched the idea of doing an all-women's weekly show, but it was turned down because someone actually told her that the women don't draw. Haven't done. Yeah, little bitch. And then um, Mick Foley, he recently tweeted out to Vince, Dear Vince, an all-women's brand needs to happen in WWE unless you want AEW to beat you to the punch. Sincerely, Mick. Jolie, resident jester, the floor (laughs) is yours. Foley is 100% absolutely correct on this. WWE needs to emphasize on women's wrestling because a lot of people are saying that women's wrestling is what brought them back into the fold. You have all female promotions like Mission Pro, um, Shimmer, I think it was, no, not Shimmer. Yeah, no, Shimmer. Yeah, Shimmer. Um, and Glow over in Japan, I believe, are all female. So women's wrestling does draw. Um, I forget who main evented wrestlemania 35 35 oh yeah that was becky ronda and charlotte and that was called for by the fans yeah who was the highest grossing merch seller oh i can't for Mm. i can't seem to put my finger on that lass oh yeah (laughs) that was becky fucking lynch who has one of the largest followings sasha banks charlotte becky lynch bailey the four horsewomen, your four keystones in all of this. Who seems to have one of the most interesting storylines in all of WWE? That is Alexa fucking Bliss. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. That storyline with Lilith and everything that's going on with that. Yes, I said Lilith, not Lily, because I refuse to call that thing the same name as my grandmother. No, that is Lilith. That is the queen of the demons. I don't fucking care. Anyway, so yes, an all-women show would draw. But but evolution was one of the lo- evolution was thrown together with spit and paper and put on some of the best fucking matches. I mean, dude, you had Trish and Lita tag team. We got to see Lita wrestle again. You had probably one of the best last women standing matches that didn't need any type of blood, by the way, because, well, you know, they know how to make a match look fucking savage between Charlotte and Becky. You had that amazing uh, battle royal, which, you know, yes, Nia won. Not a fan of that, but she won it. You also had that amazing match between Caris. That was uh, not, yeah, no, Io Shirai and uh, Tony Storm. So for, uh, you even had Shayna Baszler versus Kari for the NXT women's title. So for you to say that women don't draw, you guys literally, the company literally fucking threw this together in a month because the men had to go to Saudi Arabia and while the little ladies had to stay home. And also I remember two women's matches, though one was very short. The other one was somewhat okay lengthwise that were in Dubai or Saudi, no Riyadh, Riyadh that had some of the loudest cheers. And that was Lacey Evans versus Natalia and Naomi versus Bailey. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me that women's wrestling doesn't draw correct me if i'm wrong but when becky lynch was going against rhea ripley and y2j was on at the same time the same time on aew becky brought in over a million views to nxt that night and all she did was tweet out a picture of the performance center 10 minutes before the show 
Again, stop trying to mansplain your bullshit and get it done. Uh, Kayla, you have anything to add? For once, our jester has spoken. I have nothing to add. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, damn straight. Get it done, WWE. It's like the excuses are getting old and they're getting tiring. All right, so on that note, let's end this let's end this craziness of an episode and everything. Thanks to Jasmine. Thanks to Scott. RWR, Rise of the Vixens 2, May 22nd. It's like, can't wait for that. That's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>